Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Buzz, our podcast where we talk sports and get a buzz on. As always, that buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious Strange Land Brewery. Absolutely. Oh, beer for any, every, and all occasions. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. Got my co-host, Chad Goodall, in the house. Welcome back. Oh, it's good to be back. Welcome back to you. Yes. It is great to be back. Bella, thank you for pressing buttons. Howdy, fellas. It's good to have uh, you hosting us. Thanks for letting us into your humble abode. It's a pleasure to host you guys and the podcast. <laughs> well, he had <clears throat> turf already. I know. Wait on that turf, man. Keep on waiting. <laughs> That's a story for another day. Today is still Tuesday, August 7th, coming to you from the beautiful Austin, Texas. If you're listening, you are listening on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please follow on SoundCloud, subscribe on iTunes, give us some five-star views, and share those links out. Let us know how we're doing. Tell your friends about us if you like it. If you don't, let us know. We'll try and be better. Or we won't. I mean, either way. Typically with a five-star review, though. Right. Five-star review would help. Um, We got Lana and Domingo the Flamingo in the house. Lana uh, has since quieted down since the pro show, so thank you for that. Well, yell at her enough, she'll do whatever you tell her. Domingo is, is always very respectful of the show. He keeps his words to himself. Doesn't want to get kicked out. He's got yeah. the best seat in the house. <laughs> sure. This is our amateur hour. We will get into show business here in just a second. We got, uh, what, Big Ten talk tonight, huh? Oh, yeah. A lot of Big Big Ten talk. <laughs> Lots of stuff going on in the Big Ten. Big things going on in the Big, big Ten. Big things in the Big Ten. Uh, before we get to that... Uh, I got to talk about our sponsor, Strangeland Brewery. Uh, from day one, they have always been there for us. We're drinking the Peach Berlin Vice tonight, and it is going down real smooth. Very delicious. Uh, but they got a party coming up August 18th. Ballad, tell them about that party. Party out of the brewery. It's a luau. We're going to be celebrating the release of their Watermelon IPA. So uh, this is one of those parties. You don't have to have tickets. You can just show up, which is nice. Uh, they, they always sell out of tickets anyways. They figure, you know what? We'll just, we'll just, you know, you can buy beer there, you can buy food there, and, and have a grand old time. So, uh, get out there. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. Are we gonna get laid? We are definitely. Oh well, I'm getting laid. I, I don't know if you have the ability to get laid or not, but. Well, I mean, just like a, a, you know, good old classic Hawaiian lay. Yeah, I'm not sure if you can. Oh, I thought that was complimentary of a luau. You think so? But mm. I don't know if they're allowed to give out complimentary. Gotta work they hard. They make you complimentary. Gotta work hard to get, to get to get laid. Um. 
Our other sponsors, Mountain Breeze Camp. Uh, go ahead, check them out, mountainbreezecamp.com. The weather is hot. The river is still cold. I was uh, swimming around in there with a beer this afternoon after a round of golf, and it was refreshing. Um, still got plenty of campsites available for Labor Day. We have live music all the way through the end of September, so give them a call. Go check out the website. Find out who's playing every single Friday and Saturday night. Live music and DJs every single weekend. Follow the brewery at Strangeland Brew on Twitter. Follow us at SportsBuzzTX. And let's go ahead and get into show business. Is everybody in studio? No. <clears throat> no, we are missing our coach, who is out with a concussion. How does a coach get a concussion? I'm still confused by that, to be honest. I mean, is he headbutting people? Probably. Knowing his dumbass. Idiot. Uh, makes sense. Um, you know, only a guy with a concussion would suggest that we bet on the WNBA. That's true. <laughs> so I'm going to give him a free pass on that. Yeah, one. if you didn't listen to the pressure, go check that out. We speculated quite a bit, and I think Ballard came up with, with the best speculation. <laughs> that's how that's how we knew <laughs> that for sure Coach was not okay. It just makes sense. Um, but uh, we're in studio, and we're going to continue with our conference previews, getting into the Big Ten like you just mentioned. Yeah, because we're running out of time because you're about to be gone for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, leaving. This is so. This is not like the last forever, show. Never but coming the, back. The next next week's show is the last show before I leave, and I am a hundred percent sure that no one fully knows how to how to post, record, or edit an episode. No, I know how to post. Um, it's the whole editing. It's, it's getting to that part. Yeah, yeah. It's that all part. the hard work. All the all the hard parts. Um, yeah. So that should be that should be fun. Um, I can't wait to wake up on. What will be in Thailand Thursday mornings and not see an episode be posted? It'll be Thursday mornings. You're that far behind. Well, I'm we post on Wednesday. That so far yeah. ahead. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, technically we post Wednesday morning. So technically you lose a day so when Thurs- you fly there. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'll gain a day coming back. Tomato, tomato. Even itself out. I guess so. I'll be living in the future. So you'll be flying back on the day that you are supposed to return. Yes. Basically. That's interesting. Some Back to the Future shit yeah, right no there. Shit. Some Inception. Golly. Yeah, should be fun. Yeah, not not gonna be fun. Uh, real quick, let's touch on the show bet. Uh, the what do we 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 took the the Red Sox. They were down to win. They were down a run. We took them to win. Uh, Late in the game, by the way. That was in the fifth. Well, I bet this one. That was in the fifth. Uh, they took a five to three lead, and then in the eight. have since given up that five to three lead. Uh, tied up. We're in the top of the 10th. Mookie Betts is on third with one out in the top of the 10th. So we'll just leave it at that. Still tied at five. Does we the, need the Red Sox to win. We got good money on this. Good odds. So we're, we're going to stick around and, and keep you guys updated. We're watching on GameCast, which is the best way to watch baseball. So so question. It's the only way to watch baseball. Question away. Will the Jet steal home? Benny the Jet should just go ahead and steal home. Just saying. Just saying. Ballad movie? No. Okay. Come on, man. Out of all the movies, this would be the one for you to actually get. Benny, the, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. steals home. Yeah, yeah. All over his head. Forget um, it. Okay, so no, we no, at no. least have to, at some point, make him watch that movie. Yeah. You've never seen The Sandlot? Oh, I've seen The Sandlot. Yeah, it's from The Sandlot. Okay. It's classy. I should have guessed that. You know what I mean? That's what I'm I saying. Out of every, after every uh, That's like movie. my go-to uh, I'm pretty sure this is a sports uh, Sandlot. Yeah. Sandlot. 
Speaking Besides, of young child stars, did you guys see uh, Goldberg from Mighty Ducks, the goalie? I'm Goldberg, the goalie. No. He just got arrested. For like meth for or something, like right? like public intoxication. He's been arrested for meth. Dude's 39 years old. He looks like he's 60. <laughs> it is so sad. It is the scariest thing I've ever seen. But let's move back from that tangent and talk about <clears throat> some more debauchery. Ballad, you just had a bachelor party in New Orleans? No, it was no. in West Palm, Florida. Oh, sorry. Uh, real good time. Tell us about it. Oh, well, you know that when, when you're coming, you know you get back from a bachelor party, you have to go to the office and everyone know, you know, what'd you do this weekend? And you need your, you need your 15 seconds of things you can say that are believable, but also are not going to get you in trouble. Of course. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't Three run that. home run for oh. the Red Sox in the top of the 10th. Nice. Let's go. Mitch Moreland bringing home the team. It's my new favorite baseball player, Mr. Mitch <laughs> Moreland. Um, so I forgot to do that. I forgot to plan out my my bachelor party story for the office. Uh oh. So what the first thing that came out of my mouth was I didn't drink any beer, but I drank a lot of whiskey. Nice. <laughs> Which was true. Uh, but I didn't have anything to follow up all day, and I I don't have anything I can really say on the podcast to be <laughs> completely honest. Of course. Uh, but I I did have a good time. I saw a bunch of friends from uh, elementary school. Evan Perry, Classy. friend of the podcast. Hey, shout out Evan. Corey Ramsey, a formerly chill guy. Corey, friend of the podcast. Formerly chill guy. Now he's just sooner guy. Uh, Joe Andrews, uh, also a guest on our podcast. So oh, solid. It was a a, a sports buzz studded show. It was a great time. Oh, I've got a story. You so guys you should have recorded did, while did, you're down there. Did did, did, did did Joe have to change his flight midway because he had to get back for work or something? Uh, just, actually, Joe, this is great. <laughs> so, Joe, so we, I got in Thursday night. There's a f- group of four of us who got in Thursday night, and everyone else got in Friday. Okay. Except Joe, who got in Saturday morning at 1.30 a.m. <laughs> what? Yeah, so... So he didn't leave Texas until, like, midnight? Yeah. Yeah, because he went forwards in time. So, I'm sorry, I think it was later. It might have been, like, 2 a.m. that he got... He met us at a um, a little place a called... A, a bar. <laughs> uh, a, you could call it a bar. Yep. Someone they called a bar. A, they serve alcohol. Someone <laughs> called a club. Someone called a place for gentlemen to hang out. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> Shows up with his backpack because <laughs> he came straight from the airport. His flight out was Sunday at 5 a.m. What? So he was, he was there less than 12 hours? He was there less than 24, 24 hours. 24 hours, yeah. I Just a little bit more than 24 hours. I can't math. He barely needed a backpack. I asked him, why did you even pack anything? Yeah. First I asked him, why did you even come? And then, <laughs> and then it was like, why did you even pack anything? Just wear the same outfit. Like Wait, you're there for you're, one day. You're, you're kidding, right? I'm not joking at all. <laughs> this is all dead serious. <laughs> By the way. This is Joe's original flight was he was going to get in at Saturday around noon. We we're like, Joe, don't even come. Like, literally, don't come if that's what you're doing. Because we had plans to be on a boat on Saturday and noon, which, of course, we didn't make. But uh, <laughs> so he got in that night just time to meet us for, towards the end of our evening. Um, the other story I have, uh, Ch- uh, Chad knows this. When when I get to go to the guys, we like to get the poker chips out. Of and not necessarily play poker, but just have dollars on us just to bet on whatever. So uh let you know how my weekend went. Everyone bought in uh, to start the weekend with $10, and I left down 58 So 
Uh, don't know how that happened. I did. I know that it happened in a very short period, though. Uh, playing high card. Uh, Ooh, yeah, that, that'll, oh. that'll happen. That uh, you gotta watch out for you. just. You gotta watch out for a high card. I know. Well, no one wanted to play any games of skill with me, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll, I'll throw you a card." You should have played some golf with him. That's uh, what you should have done. I would have loved to. You I would have loved up. to, but uh, high card got the best of me. Uh, was was not a profitable weekend because I also went to the casino. So, and we all know how that obviously went. It happens. Uh, but. Uh. It was fun. Bachelor Party was a good time. Glad to hear it. Uh, that's an about to talk, though. Let's get into the Big Ten East. Guys, this is an exciting conference. Teams like Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Let, let's go ahead and start with the Buckeyes. They are kind of the bell of the ball you don't want to be at right now. Uh, news just came down that Urban Meyer knew about a coach in Zach Smith. Who is Go ahead and, allegedly? Uh, oh, shit, this is unfair, dude. Yeah. The rules are that every time he says that, you have to drink. That is the rule. That is not a real rule. It is that a rule. is not real. It's a rule if we follow it. You need to have just a glass of whiskey over there so you drink whiskey every time you say it. That's not fair. I'm gonna get back into the preview. Urban Meyer, uh, right now, basically a coin flip whether he's going to be coaching for Ohio State. Guys, what do you think this means for the Buckeyes moving into 2018? A team that's coming off a 12 and 2 season with very, very high expectations. Urban Meyer's on paid leave right now. If he does end up getting fired, which is expected, um, then I believe that Ohio State is going to have a rough, rough year. If he doesn't coach. For the team, um, and they have an interim all season, and keep him on paid leave. Uh, I still don't see them winning the Big East. At least, uh, excuse me, the Big Ten East. Um, regardless of whether they win the Big Ten, um, I I can't see this going well for the team. There's too much drama and bullshit going on for you know all these guys to be like. Well, where's our where's our coach that we all signed to play for, and now we're playing for some guy that we don't we just met last week, you know? Um, yeah, I think this is gonna throw the Big Ten and the Big Ten East completely upside down. Yeah, you know who the big winner in all of this is Jim Motherfucking Michigan. Harbaugh. Michigan. <laughs> He's sitting back saying, "Well, the AD already said that my job here is pretty much secure for life." Now, yep. Urban Meyer can't tell the truth, so uh, he's just gonna come in and swoop things up. This is—it's really bad for the organization because they have no direction right now. Um, yeah, Urban Meyer's system's been in place. Um, anything like this that casts a shadow over a program is really tough to come out from under. Um, I, I definitely see them this affecting them all season long. It, it really will. They're gonna have to really battle through a lot of negative publicity for the entire season oh, yeah. whether urban meyer comes back or not so it's going to be tough to deal with it really is i yeah i i i semi agree with you guys obviously this is not something that any program wants to have to inherit i will say though if i had to if i had to spin it in a positive direction for ohio state it's happening very early in training camps so this is supposed to be wrapped up in the next 10 days so the uncertainty, whether it is 
uh, Urban Meyer is still the coach or is no longer will at very soon be over and the players will know the direction they're going. They, they return a ton on both sides of the ball. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, the sophomore running back, is a monster. Out of where? Out uh, um, I don't know. He's a sophomore. He's out of Texas. Oh, Lu- there we go. Uh, LaGrange, right? LaGrange, Texas. Nick Bosa, the defensive end, a junior, uh, coming back for another season. Um, Heard that last name before. They lose J.T. Barrett. They're basically coach on the field, which I think is obviously it's not as big of a loss as losing the head coach, but it's when you lose your head coach, it compounds by having that guy have to be uh, uh, you know no longer with you. But oh yeah, I mean <clears throat> their schedule. They have Michigan State on the road and Penn State on the road. Those are rough games. Um, they've also got Purdue on the road, which uh, I am high on Purdue this season. I know. Some of you naysayers out there uh, disagree, but I think Purdue's going to make some noise uh, in the Big Ten. Um, but b- people forget that, that Ohio State has uh, two coaches who have head coaching experience. Greg yeah. Schiano and the former head coach of school I can't remember. Uh, I think he's the Oh, de- that guy? Yeah, yeah, that guy. The defensive coordinator. I can't remember his oh, name. Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy. Uh, two guys who have been head coaches, uh, one of them with NFL experience. Urban Meyer, probably the second best coach in the country, maybe top five college of all time. But I think oh, I think you guys are over-exaggerating and that, that they're going to just fall apart. Not saying they're going to fall apart, just saying that they're not going to do as well as they did last year. Yeah. Which, let's be honest, when you're at a school like Ohio State, you expect to win championships. And this takes them out of that discussion. It, it really does. I, I don't see them winning a national championship this I totally year. I agree. I don't see them winning a Big Ten championship if That's Urban Meyer's huge not there. Because I get it. Whenever we're looking at it, we just want a fucking eight-win season. We haven't had one since 2013. Yeah. But for them, Ohio State, they already have, have those expectations. If you don't have 10 or 11 wins and at least compete or win a Big Ten championship, it is a failed year. The game that I'm circling to find out how Ohio State's going to be this Purdue. year is the third game of the season against TCU in Fort Worth. That's a game Interesting. that is going to test Ohio State. They're going to travel well, but that, that's one that I've got my eyes on. I, I really like that Ohio State at Penn State game. Um, the Trace McSorley coming back, a possible Heisman candidate. We'll get into Penn State. Let's go right into it. Yeah. Um, Actually, real quick. Uh, Ohio State's season win total, I believe, is 10.5. Sounds like you guys under. both want the under. I like under. I like under a lot. Okay. Um, I, I like the under on that, too. I think it's a little rich, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's I mean, shit, even if they hit 10, that's a win. I don't think they even win 10. I think it's an 8 or 9 win season for Ohio State, regardless of who's coaching that team. I think it's just too much going on, too much talk and media stuff. <clears throat> I think, though, that it could end up being a 7 and Seven yeah, and five season. Yeah, absolutely. It can out. It can unravel extremely fast. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing too is how the players react to it, because some of them can want out. You never know. If this comes down, it'll be like just like Penn State, and players are going to want out. So it's yep. going to be interesting to see what happens. Ten days, baby. Speaking of Penn State. They return their starting quarterback Trace McSorley, but lose their Heisman candidate. And second round, second overall pick, Saquon Barkley. Saquon? James Franklin has this team moving in the right direction, but he does lose one of his top coordinators in Joe Moorhead. 
Um, what are your thoughts on the Nittany Lions in 2018? Um, I, I mean, like I said, I think Trace McSorley is a preseason Heisman candidate. And it just depends on what he can do with everything around him. I love what Franklin's doing there at Penn State. The past few years, you know, he's turned that team and, and fixed that image, changed the culture, and you almost, almost forget about what all went down at Penn State. But, um, yeah, I think that game, September 29th, Ohio State visiting um, uh, the Nittany Lions, what is it, Happy Valley? Happy Happy Valley. Is that what they call it? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they're going to wipe that place out. It's going to be extremely loud. Um, and we don't know if Urban Meyer is going to be there or not. So it's, he's five and one against Penn state, but is he going to be the coach come September 29th? Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of ifs and what ifs, but you know, I, I think Penn state probably finishes second or third in the East um second if ohio state goes through some troubles um but yeah i i i think that game's one to circle and watch penn state's a team i have taking a big step back i think saquon barkley i mean obviously saquon barkley is going to be a big loss for the team of course they always got a great defense the biggest one though is joe moorhead he was oh, yeah. a great offensive coordinator got the head coaching job at Miss, uh, mississippi state and i think they've got a really tough schedule this year uh, they host Ohio State in the next week right after that. After host Michigan State, a team I think is going to be pretty good. Yeah, they have to go on the road to play Michigan, and then they play Wisconsin right after a team that is going to be in the hunt. Uh, by the way, sandwiched between that is Iowa. Um, they get them at home, but those are four or three physical games in a row, and sure. I I think one of those has to be an L, if not at least two. Yeah, um, they're. Their out-of-conference schedule is weak, though. They play App State, Pittsburgh, Kent State, and that's it. App State. App State. App State. But we do all know what App State is. We do. Ballad doesn't. Appalachian State. Oh, nice. I like that. Don't, don't you come over here talking. You know how much money I've lost betting on App State? I don't, don't talk to me about <laughs> why. Who is why App did State. you Why did you bet on App State? It's because of they They're beat another Big Cinderella. East team. They're a great Cinderella. They, they play beat. early in the morning. You got to have an early morning game. That's because they knows beat that because they beat Michigan one year, Chad. Yep. and he bets on them every single time. It now. Makes sense. It's about to hit. It's due. It's due. It's, it's got to be. This been like six years since that happened. Yeah, uh, I mean Penn State. They they have a. I think they have a lot of question marks on defense, to be honest with you. Um, I know that they return a good amount of players, but at the same time... On defense, they lose eight starters. Oh, mm. I didn't think it was that many. Including the entire secondary. Ouch. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to be a rough year for them. They always got good linebackers, though. Yeah, they no, lo- and they lose matter. most of the top linebackers, is oh, yeah. the quote from collegefootballnews.com. Perfect. So, uh, in that case, uh, completely changes it. I see them finishing fourth in the division. Um, I could see a couple teams jumping in front of them, Ohio State, Michigan, maybe even Michigan State. So um, I see them finishing fourth. Is that a is that a, a bad year? I don't think so. They're still rebuilding. Um, it's just one of those things. So I don't know. I see them middle of the road. Right now Vegas has their win over, uh, 
season win total over under at nine and a half. Under. Wow. Uncle Mac already's got that under. Got it early. Oh my gosh, under. Mm, nine and a half? Yeah. It's... What do they know that we don't? Uh, How many out of conference games they play? They they three? start the season with three Appalachian wins. State, three App wins. State, App State, Pittsburgh, and Kent State. K State. So that's three. Oh yeah, no, they're definitely going under. You guys can take the under. I'll take they the play, over. I'll they, play contrarian. I'll so take the you over. said nine and a half. Nine and a half. And they play Michigan, Ohio State, State Wisconsin, oh, and yeah. Michigan. Oh yeah. So there oh, yeah. are th- those are the four question marks. There, right. There's three losses. By the way, I got to end the season in Maryland, who's supposed to be pretty good too. So, <laughs> well, we'll see. They play Texas number one. Yeah, I'll take the over. Uh, let's go on to Michigan. Yes, and John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. Uh, John has had, I think, what some would say is a dis- disappointing tenure so far in Michigan. Has yet to beat Ohio State. Has yet to win the Big Ten. Uh, what are your thoughts on a newly loaded Michigan offense with homeboy? Um, what's a fucker's name? She's Shea Patterson, the from, one guy, the transfer from Homeboy, Ole Miss. Homeboy. Uh, yeah, he he could play uh, the role of X Factor this year. Um, with Ohio State in shambles, I think Michigan has a very very good chance of winning the East. Um, you know, starting the season off with Notre Dame is never easy, but. Uh, I favor Michigan there. You got a Western Michigan team, SMU. Not a really tough non-conference schedule. The Big Ten's always going to be tough. You know, they get um, Scott Frost, Nebraska team at home. You get Maryland at home. You get Wisconsin at home. Um, The biggest road game they have is the last game of the season at Ohio State. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, I like a lot about what Jim Harbaugh's done. Um, everybody expected him to be competing for championships by now. Um, I think this is the year where he shows that you know he's on the right track to do that. Chad? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people had unrealistic expectations of oh, him of course, coming in. Of course. Uh, Michigan was pretty shitty before he got he got there so you know one of those things that uh boom show bet show bet has hit hits and that's a win boys oh yeah that's a good feeling Woo! love that gotta love it gotta love it and that's enough baseball talk fuck you coach and fuck you red Sox. <laughs> chad back to uh what you're saying about michigan <sighs> yeah unrealistic expectations um i like what he's doing uh, it's time for him to show it on the field, though. The last couple of years, he's had terrible quarterback play, which has completely plagued everything. We've seen how bad quarterback play. doesn't matter who the coach is. If you have a terrible quarterback, you're going to have a terrible season. So hopefully he got it right this time with a grad transfer. It's not a grad transfer. It's just a regular transfer, right? Hopefully he got it right this time. Um, I I would have Michigan, as of right now, winning the East. And the reason being is just the uncertainty in Ohio State. Uh, it's just it's tough to tell. Yeah, they got it. A really tough is. Schedule, it's just man. tough to tell. It says here their schedule features six teams that won ten or more games last season. Dude, and and that's I I don't know why you would want it any other way. Yeah, if yeah. you're Michigan. I mean, if you're trying to make a case for why you should be 
considered for the the, the playoffs. That's the you stat. Gotta have, that's the stat you want. You gotta have those types of teams on your resume. So list, list out list out some of these teams for me here. You gotta play Notre Dame. Okay, that's gonna be a tough one to open. And that's and that's in uh that that's at Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh great. Yeah, I love it. Uh Northwestern. Okay. Uh, I think it's a tough game on, on the, the road. road. When? Uh they gotta take they get Wisconsin at home. Ooh, that's the one that I'm they get Nebraska, Maryland, Wisconsin at home. Take on Michigan they get State pit. on the road. And Michigan State has owned John Harbaugh. Yeah. They have so far. And Michigan so State, Ohio State. Michigan State's a sleeper in this in this conference this year, but um, they do get Penn State and Indiana at home as well. And they got to go down south to play Ohio State. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm I'm changing my mind on this. I see yeah. Michigan. I see Michigan. <laughs> I, I I didn't know the schedule was that tough for them. So, um, I like Michigan to finish probably second then. In 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 the big in the Big Ten East. Um, I think we're gonna see some upsets. So I, I yeah. it's 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 so tough preseason to really get a feel for these guys because we don't really have access at a lot of the camps too. So, right. again, with Jim Harbaugh, though, this is make or break in my mind for him and his tenure here. I know that they say he's safe. but In, his, he goes, in his mind, it is. If he goes 6-6, six and six, he should walk away. Yeah. Like, this is not working. In his mind, yeah. I think you're right. Uh, someone to look out for, obviously, Jabril Peppers no longer with Michigan. Oh, I've, really? I've heard some, some noise. That Kaliki Hudson, the junior stepping in a linebacker, is like a Peppers clone. 2.0? Peppers 2.0. A little spicier pepper. A little 2.0 action. A little, uh, little spicier. Kaliki Love me a little Hudson. 2.0. Uh, keep that name in mind. Like it. Uh, guys, Michigan's over-unders for the season is far down on this list. Um, Give me the over. Nine is the number. Over. It, I got to win in. I got to win in the Big Ten East. If they go over, then they're winning the Big Ten East. I got to win in the Big Ten East. I don't give a shit if Urban Meyer's the coach or not. I got Michigan winning the Big. Ten I got them right at nine. Ooh. Yeah, that's where I have them too. I th- I think Shea Patterson's still a big big question. Mark. I see. I see Wisconsin being a loss. Well, yeah, he's got to play the Big Ten. I'm just, I'm I'm just not convinced yeah. that Shea Patterson he's is, he's play Big is, Ten the, is as great as people say he is. When he went down at Ole Miss, they were fine, so he was not that big of a difference maker. Stepping into a new oh, offense. Chad the big question mark in Michigan is can Chad they protect Kelly. him? Because that offensive line has been awful. That's true. Uh, guys, let's talk about Michigan State next. Yeah, I think Michigan State could be one of the uh, one of the big-time sleepers coming out of the Big Ten East. Mike D'Antoni, always a quiet season. I think Michigan State gets a lot of disrespect in the Big Ten. They're just going to get overshadowed by... Ohio State, Michigan, even though consistently they pull out wins over them. I don't, I don't know how it works, but um, <clears throat> this is the team I'll go ahead and say I know the least amount um, as far as the big four in the Big Ten, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I still have a season win total on them because I'm a degenerate sometimes. They, uh, makes sense. they got a lot of guys coming back. As you said, Mike D'Antoni, uh, just so much experience. And they also get Michigan and Ohio State at home, which is obviously their two biggest games of the season. So, I like Michigan State to be kind of a dark horse to finish top two, top two or three. Um, they got a lot of guys coming back. So, all right, like like you said, I don't know a whole lot about them. Um, all I know is what I read and what, everything that I've read is they got a lot of guys coming back. Favorable schedule with uh, conference in conference scheduling. So, having Michigan and Ohio State at home that's huge. 
Yeah, last year with 10 wins, they returned 21 starters. Yeah. Uh, Michigan that's, that's State is definitely my 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 top horse here. Um, said it a little bit earlier. They're definitely going to surprise some people. I'm going to say that their over-under is at 10. So It's at 9. It's at 9. I would wow. go over on that. That's yeah. what I have. I'd definitely go over. Um, Pretty sure I have that. 21. Returning 21 starters, you can't get better than you that. You lost one guy? That is incredible. You know, the, just to play devil's advocate on this, the other side of that would be that if none of your players made it to the NFL this that last season, do you want these returners? Dude, absolutely, because it could be State. devil's advocate on that is that they could be young to where they're not even eligible yet. Yeah, I agree. Michigan agree. State is the same way in football and basketball. Their guys just stick around for four years. It's ridiculous. You think that they've graduated like six years ago yes, and they and, just keep appearing. And they're still there. I mean, it, it happens all the time with their basketball team, but um, you know, yeah, what, this is awesome. You know what game I'm most looking forward to on Michigan State's schedule? Yes. They're going to go to Arizona State and beat the shit out of Herm Edwards on <laughs> national television. It's going to be a nighttime game, and everyone is finally going to realize what a terrible hire that was for the Sun Devils. <laughs> well, Arizona State's Ain't not no ready devils up team. in here. It is going to be great. Um, Where do you want to go next? Uh, do you guys want to raffle through? Give some, give me some quick thoughts on Indiana, Maryland, and Rutgers. Uh, Maryland's gonna get their shit packed come September first. That's all I know. I know nothing else about them. Uh, definitely the bottom feeders. Um, maybe Maryland wins a few more games than all the others. Rutgers, garbage. Maryland's the better of the three. Yeah, I I don't see much hope. But uh, N- none of them make a bowl. That game, that game comes September. 1st. Maybe Maryland goes six and six. That game in, in DC comes September first is not going to go well. All right, let's hit a break. Perfect. Wait, All chicken right. wings? Oh yeah. Oh, chicken, chicken wings. wings. Yes. yes. Raven chicken wings. It's a flavor that we've had, but is modified. Not even modified. It's just uh, we haven't had it that many times. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's helpful or not. Uh, it is and isn't because. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm gonna go with. I want to say mango habanero, but I'm gonna go Jamaican jerk. Okay, good guess. Mm. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> Terrible. I'll go mango habanero just because he didn't say it. Yeah. Uh, Domingo. Have a, have he's, a, he's Domingo says jalapeno, and I'm saying Domingo. That's not how you say jalapeno. So, <laughs> well, he's he is my bird. So that's true. Um, turn us off. Yeah, we'll hit a break. Come back. Give you uh, a little preview of the Big Ten West. Be right back with some more sports buzz. Well, y'all come back now. You hear? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Dale. It is time to get into the Big Ten West talk. We already talked the East. Made some... uh, Win total predictions. Um, 
Ballad, where are we starting in the West? In the West, we're going to start with the Wisconsin Badgers. Oh, uh, you said that incorrectly. It's Wisconsin. The Wisconsin. Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> uh, the returning champions. I'm not sure what, the, what uh, that accent was. Hey, there. We're in the hunt last year. People thought that they were going to find a way to sneak into the college football playoffs. They did win the Orange Bowl. They win the Orange Bowl, which is just fine. Just um, fine. But it's, like a, courtesy it's, pat it's on the a New Year's Day bowl. Um, but yes, uh, they return junior quarterback Alex Hornibrook, who is probably the definition of a game manager. Very true. Uh, they return a sophomore running back, though, Jonathan Tailback or Taylor Tailback, who is a monster. Um, what are your thoughts on the Badgers, boys? I'll let the uh. The adopted Wisconsin native, Chadwick, take this one to start. Uh, you know, it couldn't be as heartbreaking as last year. So <laughs> I can start off by saying that. Uh, but I like I like with the returning of the quarterback and the running back. Um, I, I see it being Melvin Gordon all over again back there in the backfield, which I absolutely love. Um Again, it's it's going to come down to their defense. I, I I really see that. Last year they kind of struggled towards the end of the season. Um, they they need to step it up on that side of the ball, in my opinion. They can score points. Their schedule is extremely favorable, uh, especially to start the season. So I I like what I see. I I see them definitely doing extremely well in the West. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you there. Um. They have some playmakers, and with a, a defense like Miami that they beat in the Orange Bowl, um, you know their their playmakers had their way with Miami. You know the turnover chain was not very visible come late in the season for Miami, and that's one thing to look out for. Um, but I like Wisconsin bringing back a lot of leadership. And like you said, they do have a pretty favorable schedule. Um, the one game you may look at that I am a little worried about is that game against Iowa. On the road, at Iowa, um, pretty early on. Uh, for some reason, Wisconsin and Iowa always play really close games. Um, and they do go at Michigan and at Penn State. So, well, And Ballard's favorite, at Purdue. Got to go at Purdue at the end of the season. <laughs> uh, this is a, a perfect, perfect letdown spot because they play Penn State the week before on the road and then have to go on the road again to Purdue. And don't overlook this Northwestern game. This what is with this guy Northwestern? They're trash. He, he tries to get these Nor- sneak-up games. It's always Northwestern. They always beat someone at some point. They do. So he can't be wrong every time. right? Or so can he? So he's just going to say Northwestern is going to beat – all these teams, and then one of them hits. He's like, "See, I go didn't back say and, they were going." I said, I, "Go back and check the list." I go back and check the podcast. I said, I said, I'd said beat them. I said they'd beat that team. I've watched enough college football and know that anything can happen, and this is one of the circumstances <laughs> where just, just Northwestern's a pretty good team. He's thrown out Northwestern in every single team we've talked about. Oh my gosh, them and Purdue, man. He's riding their dicks so hard. I'm a uh, big John Fromm Purdue guy, baby. But let's go on to Northwest. Actually, the season win total for. Uh, Wisconsin is, I think it's like 10, maybe 10 and a half. Let's see here. 10. Uh, what, are, what are your uh, initial thoughts on Wisconsin's 10 win season? I see him going 11 and 1. Yeah, it's hard to find a loss on this I'm with I'm with Chad. I, 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 I see him going 11 and 1. Um, 
they're going to lose to either Michigan or Penn State. Yeah. Um, I really, again, they need to be in the conversation to go to the college football playoffs. If if they're not in that conversation, then it's just a it's another mediocre, you know, great or good season for Wisconsin. You know, they need to step it up and at least push to get into that college football playoff. Yep. I, that I'm, would be I'm a good with, season. I'm with Chad. I like I like eleven and one. And I think they have a very good chance of winning the Big East overall, the Big East championship. Yeah, so moving on to Northwestern. Coming off a 10-win season. Oh, yeah. They have new practice facilities. Oh, yeah. They've got a new star recruit, a former Clemson uh, quarterback, Hunter Johnson. This Northwestern team is going to surprise people this year. Yeah, they have a new practice facility on like Lake Erie in Chicago. Yeah. And it's an outdoor field. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant planning there, engineers. Yeah, well, you, you you plan, you practice where you're going to play. So these players are going to be ready to play in the cold at those that, that 11, 11 a.m. Central time game. Miserable. Is there anything better than waking up, hungover on a Saturday, flipping on a TV, and seeing Northwestern at 11 a.m.? No. Up no, usually I'm not There's awake There's a by lot then. of things better than that. Usually but, I'm not awake by then. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. Uh Northwestern, their schedule, um, which I'm looking at right now, uh, you know, Ooh. looks like it's a lot tougher than what you might think. They start off with Purdue, so one of your teams is going to lose right off the bat. They play Tough before. Game. They play. They play before the the first weekend. I mean, they're what is that? Is that a Friday game? Like, that is a Friday game. Oh man. No, that's a Thursday game. That is a Thursday game at seven o'clock. This is a game. You guys if if you're not have this one on your TiVo, you're not a real college football fan. By the way, the list I'm looking at has Purdue and Northwestern predicted at four and five respectively. So big time game right there. Watch out. Yeah. Four or five hey. in, the, in the country, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, 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 who yeah knows? exactly. By the end of the season, who knows, right? Uh yeah, I mean they they play uh what they they play they got Michigan away Michigan State at home or no 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 they got Michigan at home Michigan State away Wisconsin at home in their first eight games so uh oh man it's tough and then they play Notre Dame. <sighs> I don't know, man. I, I, I don't see them winning 10 games again this year. Um, they, The problem with the Big Ten is that there's so many mediocre teams that a lot of these are, are not even like high ranking on any kind of, you know, strength of schedule. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota, Rutgers. I, I like the... Uh, Illinois. I like that they get... Ne- I like that they get Nebraska at home. Um, that game at Iowa, uh, I don't like for Northwestern. Um, Notre Dame at home is a toss up. They got to go at Minnesota, which you never really know what's going to happen with Minnesota. But I don't know, DJ man. The rest, that boat. the rest of those games. How many me... players do they return? Do you know? Northwestern. I don't have the exact numbers. I have them though returning a senior quarterback in Clayton Thorson. Uh, this is the the quarterback who uh, for p- decided to play in the bowl game. Um, saying he was going to come back for another year and then had his knee blown out. So missed the season, but is supposed to be coming back in tip-top shape. Um, they return 
Sophomore running back Jeremy Larkin. Uh, Bennett. Shh, I'm not going to try. Uh, junior wide receiver. Um, I don't have the exact numbers on the numbers, but they, I mean, they've. It looks like they're. They return a few. Quite a few. Yeah. Um, it's going to come down to defense. I always say that it comes down to defense, but it's so true. Defense wins games. Um, Especially in the Big in the Big East. E or in the Big Ten. Big Ten. Uh, in the if it was the Big Twelve, I would say offense wins games. So mm-hmm. it's completely vice versa. The weather's gonna play. Weather's gonna play a huge factor, especially in the Minnesota game, uh, at the Wisconsin game. It could be snowing by then. Uh, Notre Dame Northwestern, right at the beginning of November is gonna be tough too. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see. I I don't see ten wins on the schedule though. That I'm confident in. I'm not gonna. I'm not looking for ten wins either. But they're a team that could upset anybody at any time, and just like Purdue. I mean, <laughs> this Michigan game. This is the one I've got circled. This is uh. It's early in the season for Shea Patterson. He's what his only test before this will be Notre Dame, and that that's a that's, would be Purdue. And Purdue, and of course Purdue. Well, just chalk that up as a loss. Purdue's Michigan gonna... by. 17. Ooh. Over wow. Northwestern. Wow. I'll take that. I'll, I'll take Michigan, I'll Michigan. Take a, I'll take the points there all day. Yeah, I bet They you play would. Michigan and Michigan State back to back. Yeah. Rough. Rough look ahead. Uh, gentlemen, where do you want to go next? Uh, I would love to go to Nebraska and talk about the uh, returning alumnus coach, Mr. Scott Frost. National Let's championship coach? National champion. Undefeated. Uh, coming back to his alma mater. Um, I like where Nebraska's going with Scott Frost. I think Scott Frost is an incredible coach. Obviously, he's done everything he could with with a less talented recruiting class at UCF. Um, uh, but I think that Scott Frost could turn Nebraska into a real threat almost right away. Um, are they going to win the Big Ten? Probably not, but. They're going to compete in a lot of games, and they have a pretty cake schedule to start off the year. Um, and they got a lot of really good games at home. Uh, you're you're big, you're big fan of uh, Purdue. They got Purdue at home. Um, they do lost. have to play uh, at Michigan, at Wisconsin, at Northwestern. Uh, I got them beating Northwestern. I don't think Northwestern's worth a damn. Disagree. <laughs> uh, but you got Akron, Colorado, and Troy. Your first three games. That's that's three good win- three good games to kind of get your feet underneath you, um, and that should be three wins for Nebraska and Scott Frost. What I'm looking forward to the most is, are we going to see a return of the black shirts at Nebraska? Are we going to see that defense out there, just chickens with their heads cut off, running around, blowing people up? That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, Scott Frost being an alumni. I hope he brings them back to what they used to be. Now that they're not in the Big Twelve, I you know I, I wish all the best for Nebraska. I wish all the best for Scott Frost, and maybe it's my emotions wanting them to be good again. But I really think Scott Frost is going to take Nebraska to to where they used to be. Yeah, I mean they definitely will probably get to that level again at some point, but not this season, especially with the stretch of games that they have. They play mm-hmm. at Michigan. At home against Purdue, which we all know, according to Ballad, Purdue, sleeper. Yeah, watch out for them. They, they play anybody. at Wisconsin and then at Northwestern. Which Four Northwestern, games. Northwestern could beat anybody. Again. 
and they <laughs> will be Nebraska. Write it down right now. Okay, I'm right. Hold on, hold on. Let me get my pen. Yep. So, so that 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 I lost four game stretch could be zero and four, uh, and that completely ruins your season because then you go down the schedule here a little bit more, and you see that they play Ohio State, they play Michigan State, so that could easily be six right there if they don't lose anything else. So, again, they end with Iowa. Just saying, that's yep. that's a, a a five and seven season. By the way, they have a nasty. Nasty look-ahead spot against Troy, a team that knocked out LSU last year, if you recall. It's true. So, uh, on homecoming. Yeah. So again, a team that can can do some damage in the wrong circumstance. So, um, I I agree with Chad. I think that Nebraska is at least one, two, maybe even three years away to returning to the the type of Nebraska team that their fans have been looking for. I think the Scott Frost hire is amazing. I'm super happy for him, and I hope. I hope it turns out well, but I think year one, uh, all Nebraska fans need to lower their expectations. Oh, 100%. What do we got on the uh, over-under? Their over-under right now is, I think it opened at six, but I th- I'm pretty sure it's been bet down to five and a half. Really? I like that. I, I take six and six. I like the over. I, I take six and six. I think they'll go six and six. I think they'll beat someone decent. Don't know who. Um but I could see six and six. Yeah. I think six and six is, is the best they can do. And I would, I would be surprised, but also, you know, I'm happy for them. I think, uh, six and six is winning. Yeah. That's a I, ball I, game. I, I don't see how, um, it couldn't be a, a, a positive for Nebraska. That's a Christmas Eve poinsettia bowl game. You know? Yeah. Very good. All right. Let's move on to my dark horse of the, uh, of the big 10. Oh God. The Purdue Boilermakers, baby, Jeff Brom, coming off a, another bowl season. They are no doubt up and coming. And, I, you know, I've been over-exaggerating a little bit about how good Purdue could be. But you can't deny that they are on the up and up. And this is the best football that you've seen Purdue playing, maybe ever. Yeah, I mean, you have to go back to Drew Brees when there's been a quarterback who's been talked about as much as Purdue's been talked about. I mean, can you think of another big-time name guy that's been at Purdue? Probably not. Not off the top of your head. Um, I mean, yeah, you've been real high on Purdue, and I don't want to buy into the hype, but, you know, I, I look at all these predictions, and I'm looking at one right now, the the Big Ten West sleeper, Purdue. That's right. They return junior quarterback Elijah Sindler, um, a, a, a fine player. And then they, they, their best defensive player, according to collegefootballnews.com, is Marcus Bailey, a linebacker uh, junior, uh, 6'1", 235. Big boy. Yeah. Don't want to get in his way. Well, and, and we already talked about the uh, the game against Northwestern as the, uh, the opening game. Um, it's going to go... It's going to be a big time deal, uh, determining where this team is going to go the rest of the season. Um, is that a neutral site or is that a a home game? Do we know? Um, <clears throat> Purdue is considered the home team. I just don't know if they're playing that on a Thursday night at a neutral site or if we're doing a. Doesn't regardless. Say, uh, doesn't that's, say here. Regardless, that's a huge game. Um, and then they also get home games against Ohio State and Wisconsin, which. Should definitely be interesting. Uh, we talked about Missouri 
couple weeks ago when we talked to SEC. I think that game is going to be more competitive than people think. Uh, I was high on Missouri. You're high on Purdue. Um, so I like that game a lot. That Michigan State game is going to be one that we'll really see kind of what what Purdue really has in the tank, what what kind of heart they're going to play with. But, uh, you know, favorable with Ohio State and Wisconsin at home. And they don't have to play Michigan, do they? Um, I don't think so. Oh, no, no, they don't. They got Iowa at home, too, which is huge. And and they get Wisconsin at home too. Yeah, I said so, that. I said that already. Okay, well we'll listen. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh circle this game. Your your dark horse versus my dark horse. Yeah. I love it. Nine fifteen. Missouri and Purdue, September fifteenth. Watch out, boys and girls. Oh my god, if Purdue's a home dog in this game, you better fucking walk <laughs> the bank up. I am gonna be all over this one. Ah, uh, oh, God, football is so close. Can you taste it? You can oh, can y'all hear can feel it? Can y'all hear the giddiness in Ballard's voice right now? I mean, he's it's so he good. sounds Dude, he's, like he's living with baseball right now, and it's almost a death of him. He sounds like a kid on Christmas morning, like, "Oh my god, the presents are here! They are here." Purdue six wins over under. What do you say? Over. Give me that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Yeah, I'm on the Purdue train now. You you got me. The Boilermakers got me Woo-hoo! on the train, dude. Yeah. I just I think I think Jeff Fromm is one of the most underrated coaches in college football. Did you say Fromm, it's Brom. Fromm, Fromm, Brom. Jeff, Jeff Brom. I will Jeff, Jeffy B. Jeffy B. Jeffy, Jeffy B. B. Um, and I, I just think he's gonna do great things. Um, I think he is due to to take the next step on coaching jobs. Um, be interesting to see what happens at Ohio State. Um, if if all that happens, listen to the first part of the show for that. Um, where are you guys, or do you have a pick on six? Yeah, I go under. Whoa. I go under. And the reason being Not is because... Not on the Boilermaker train. No, they lose a lot on defense. Mm. Um, their offense is definitely potent, but they're going to give up a ton of points. A lot of these teams in the Big Ten play mm. a lot better defense. Yeah, so it's going to be tough. Um, six is tough. I see them losing. I see them going five and seven. Five and seven. Okay, uh, guys, to wrap up the the, I want to talk about Iowa. You guys are skipping over Iowa like they're just some scrubs. Right. Yeah, Iowa. Let's talk about them. I got people predicting Iowa to be top two or three Sources? in the West. Sources. Sources. I'm not going to name them because no free plugs, but people are high on Iowa, man. Um, they've been slowly building that team for a couple years, and now they've won over America's hearts with the Children's Hospital right there. So now, why not? Just go ahead and win over America by being a badass football team. Um, I think a lot of people are going to overlook Iowa. I think they're going to be a little a little sneaky. Uh, I kind of like the Hawkeyes to surprise some people, but I'll save that for our predictions. Okay. What's over under? Uh, over under for Iowa. Five and a half? Um, I don't think it's five and a half. It's it got to be, be more than that. Four. Scrolling the wrong way. By the way, 247sports.com, free plug. Um, you guys did this in the order of wins. I'm here to figure out what the win total is. This should be an alphabetical order, right? That's very true. Uh, seven and a half. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. I'm under that. Let's, let's take a look at this schedule here. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm seeing a lot. Northern Illinois, win. Iowa State, 
In home loss. In home rivalry. Win. I like it. I like Iowa. Iowa. State, that's that's I like not Iowa an auto at, win. Iowa that, at that's home. A loss. Northern Iowa definite win. Wisconsin at home probably a loss. Loss. Uh, win against Minnesota. Win against Indiana. Loss. Win against Maryland. Loss. Loss Maryland, against Penn State. Loss. Dude, loss. Uh, this is this is loss. I'm taking the over. I'm taking Man. the over. I don't even need to see the rest. It's a rough schedule for us. Nebraska, no, Northwestern, it Purdue, is not that rough. Penn State, Wisconsin. It's not that rough. Dale, they have to go to Purdue, okay? <laughs> Picking out losses all over this board, dude. I'm taking the over. Alright. What was the over? Seven? Seven, seven and, and a half. half. Seven and yeah, half. give me the over. Ooh. Eight win team. Eight and four. Eight win team. Alright. Uh quick thoughts on uh Minnesota and Illinois. Trash. None. Lovey Smith gets fired at the end of this year. Yeah, it's amazing. He still has a job. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, let's get into first impressions. Nice. Let's do it. We are doing our best, worst, and bold predictions for the Big Ten. Uh, Dale, let's start with you. Give, give, who is the best in the Big Ten this year? Uh, man, I'm torn between a couple of teams, but I'm going to go... I'm gonna go. Michigan State is the uh, the best. I like it. I could have saved that for my bowl, <clears> but I'm gonna go with the best. Uh, the best. I'm gonna take uh, Ohio State here. Uh, I think even with the coaching uncertainty, they bring so much back on both sides of the ball, and they have the types of coaches who could pick up a program and keep it moving in the right direction. So even with everything that looms, and uh, not saying I'm rooting for Ohio State, I still have them uh, winning this whole thing. Mm. Jack, All right. left it open for you. Yeah, best Wisconsin. Yeah. Hands down, baby. You don't say. Give it to me, Badges. Homer pick. I love it. Are they two? Who's the worst in the Big Ten this year? I swear to God, if you say Purdue, I'm jumping over this <laughs> <table> right now. <laughs> so uh, Purdue's going to be the worst in the uh, – no. Uh, man, it's going to be either Illinois or, like, Indiana, something like that. It's I mean – I'm even going to jump ship even farther and say that it will be – give me Illinois. Illinois. I like that pick. Uh, I'm going to take Rutgers to be the worst. Uh, what would be great – you know, Rutgers plays Texas State uh, week one. Oh, if yes. Tech, They're like a 17-point dog. If Texas State somehow beat Rutgers, that would be I would go to hilarious. San Marcos. It's oh yeah I'd, oh drive say John we, we will the game's in New Jersey we could it fly to New Jersey I would fly I would go into San Marcos just for just that. a party so great uh, Dale who's who's the worst in the Big Ten this year like I said Lovey Smith's getting fired after this season uh, Illinois is the worst all right and how about something bold Dale something bold hmm. thought I was pretty bold with Michigan State being the best but your pick but bold Iowa wins the Big Ten West. Iowa wins the Big Ten West. Boom. Heard it here first. Hot take. Wins the West. Fuck Wisconsin. Something bold. I've got Jonathan Taylor, running back out of Wisconsin, winning the Heisman this year. Okay. All right. I like that. Uh, I think that offensive line for Wisconsin is really, really good. Uh, We already all talked about they're probably going to be a 10, maybe 11 win team. Uh, So he's going to be in the conversation. I think uh, JT... 
winning the Heisman's uh, pretty bold. Watch out for J.K. I like that a lot. I do too. I like that a lot. Um, something bold. Um, I would go out on a limb and say Urban Meyer would be fired. But, of course, that's not going to be very bold because it's probably going to happen anyway. So probably. The bolder thing to say is that Urban Meyer keeps his job. He wins coach of the year. Wins coach of the year. <laughs> wins a championship. Oh, yes. Um, Man, something bold. I would say that Michigan finishes 5-7 and seven and Whoa. Jim Harbaugh loses his job. Loses his job or quits? Loses his job. Gets fired. He gets asked to resign. Ah. Uh. So he resigns on his own power because they said you should probably quit. But we all know what that means. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Him and his khakis. That is oh, real bold. Yes. Uh, and that was the Big Ten. That was a big time call. Yeah, I go from saying that Michigan might win it to Jim Harbaugh. Get fired. <laughs> I love it. So I go out on a limb here. Yeah, right? I, I love things it. up. These predictions brought to you by Strangely Brewery. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as is any every and clearly all occasions. As is the nightcap, which we are getting into now, and it's time to talk about a crazy story coming out of North Carolina. Um, Thirteen players have been suspended for selling school issued Jordan shoes. Um, now we all know that athletes, we all know college athletes that, that we grew up with, yeah, they get free stuff from the school and the school gives them stuff so they look good. It's in their sponsors, you know, whether it be Nike, Jordan, Adidas, Under Armour, all that. So these 13 players were caught selling, uh, Basically, special edition, you can't buy these in a store or online anywhere um, just to try and make money. So they were out there hustling, and they got caught for it. So 13 of them are going to get suspended. Uh, does it say how long the suspension is? Yeah, so yeah. It, this is funny, actually, how this happens. So some of the players play multiple play the exact same position. So they petitioned the NCAA to have their – suspensions run at different times. So some of them are suspended for the first four games and then some of them are suspended the second set of four games. What? Just so that they can have someone to fill the position. It's a, it's a, it's an NCAA rule. Um, it's been enacted before. I can't remember the circumstance, but I heard someone talking about it, but yeah. Huh. So these players aren't going to serve them at the same time, which is a really, really good break for UNC. Oh, I mean, how come some guys only get two games? Did they not sell as many shoes? This guy, only they weren't as good one? as sales. They're not getting the sales jobs. They like didn't Chad make as much have. money. They, 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 they didn't get as much for them. So they thought that the punishment should be less severe. Wow. Yeah, this is a crazy story, but the question that I heard raised on local sports radio was, do you do you guys think that if a player is getting, if they're on scholarship and they're given equipment, given shoes, given clothes, and it's considered theirs, it's they're, they're the ones that own it now at this point. It's a gift. It's been given to them. Is it not? I mean, what do you guys? What do you guys think on the fact of, you know, it's mine. It's not something I have to wear on game day. It's not my game cleats or my game jersey that I have to wear week one or week five. It's a pair of Jordan basketball shoes, and I play football. It's just something we wear at a pep rally. Do you agree 
or disagree that it's now theirs and they can do what they wish with it. I mean, obviously we know what, what the NCAA says, but I just want to raise a bit of a debate on it's now theirs. They've been given that, that Jordan basketball shoe, limited edition Jordan basketball shoe, North Carolina colors, all that. And they don't play basketball. So why not get rid of it? Well, they're not going to use it other than that one pep rally that they wore it at. Yeah, you know I've, I've been pro, I'm pro players and all this stuff. I think players should be able to obviously get paid. And, and this is a circumstance. If you're not going to pay players, they're going to do stuff like this. It's a lot of arguments with why you should make certain things that are bad legal. Because if you people are going to do them anyways. And when you, when you when you do stuff like this, you, you, you open up a big door and give players a reason to, to break the rules. I agree 100%. And the fact of the matter is this, is that the shoes aren't like textbooks, right? Like you're in high school, like you check them out and you have to check them back in, right? It's theirs. Same thing with the food vouchers or what we call swipes. Swipes. Oh, the swipes. So if they swipe another student, is that considered same thing? Because technically it's giving away something that is not. Yeah. It's giving away something that's part of your scholarship. So, uh, I think this is pathetic. I think that the fact that these guys, uh, it, 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 man, it, it's just stupid. Here's here's it, it what really I'm, here's is. what I'm going to compare this to, and and this is the one thing that that just popped up in my into my mind was when Texas won the Big Twelve championship and then the national championship and then the Alamo Bowl. The next day, the next week, the next month. You could go on eBay and find players selling their rings that they got for winning this bowl game or winning a national championship. It's like, I mean, they. I think I'm pretty sure they get one to leave at home, one to wear. But guys were selling rings for like Alamo Bowls. Or like, I don't give a shit about this. I'm selling it. And you could buy a, a legit, real Alamo Bowl ring or Big 12 championship ring. That's what I compare it to. Did any of those guys get in trouble? Hell no. No. Because this was back in, you know, 05, 07, 08. And now all of a sudden the NCAA is on everything. If any player is making money, you're getting suspended regardless of what it is. If you made money, you're done. Uh, I'm looking at UNC's football schedule. You know, the football implications of this are pretty big. You have to go to Cal week one, and Cal didn't really scare anybody, but it's a cross-the-country travel, game one we of the know season, how you feel about those. without your starting quarterback. That's a game to start. Early afternoon game, too, and it's it, it's still Cal Berkeley, man. I mean, Cal is nothing to, to like, oh, that's a cakewalk exactly. game. Exactly. And UNC is not expected to be very good. <laughs> and then you get East Carolina, which is a team that's not very good, but it's an in-state, it's an in-state team. Basically, a little brother, uh, big brother situation. They would love to take advantage of the big brother of their state while they're down. With all these players missing. Then they play returning national champs. National champs. Central Florida. Luckily, they get them at home. And then this streak is brutal. Pittsburgh, Miami, Virginia Tech. They could start. There's If you squint hard enough, <laughs> they could start 0-6 <laughs> with their first potential win being against Syracuse. Uh, I want to say that I think that I said North Carolina would be the worst. And then this all happened. We'll have to go check the tape. But, the tape. Um, yeah, you're right. It could be 0-6 and, and then Syracuse in the in the Carrier Dome. Watch out. 
Yeah. Watch out. So, I mean, I mean, tough break for UNC. Actually, I, I really feel for him because obviously I'm pro player and I, I think that you should be able to do this shit. And it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate for yeah. a, a school that was doing better with uh, Mitch Trubisky a couple of years ago. So yeah. true. No, that was a good little unplanned debate. Um, but that is going to do it for us tonight. That was the big 10, a uh, little North Carolina go to timeout. We didn't even say go to timeout, but, uh, yeah, a lot just, of guys, just did. a lot of guys going to timeout. Um, and yeah, good little debate on, uh, paying players, but that's going to do it for us. Chad, it's good to have you here. Thanks for being back. Of course, brother. I assume we won't see you next week. Uh, Ballad, thanks for pressing buttons. Pleasure to host the podcast. Pleasure to host the podcast. I'm not even drinking. How many? How many uh, invisible strange lens have you had? More than you. Okay. Uh, this is our la- This is our second to last episode before you guys try to do this on your own. So tune in next week for probably the last episode. We're gonna of this have business. we're gonna have to meet up on like a Sunday just to like test it out and see if we can do it. Uh, just telling you right now, not meeting up on Sunday to do that. Probably not happening. <laughs> well, I'll be damned. All right, Chad Ballad. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. We're the Sports Buzz. Until next week, we are out. This party is officially over.